Good evening, Bethlehem and saints of God. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, or maybe even good night or whatever time you're tuned into our Wednesday Zoom Bible study. My name is Pastor Michael Eton, and I want to welcome you to uh, today, tonight, this evening, or whenever you've clicked the link Bible study, you may be watching live. We want to welcome you to our Wednesday Zoom Bible study. Before we get into our study tonight, I will always like to take an opportunity to invite you to be a part of the Bethlehem Baptist Church right here in the heart of Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. And uh, we'd love for you to visit us this coming Sunday at the 11 a.m. service, bring a family member or a friend, and uh, we'd love to see you before you join us. Why don't you go ahead and visit our website at HearGodsWord at Bethlehem.com. Again, our website is HearGodsWord at Bethlehem.com. There you can get to know us. Once you get to know us, scroll down to the site and click the Facebook tab, the Instagram tab, the Twitter tab, the LinkedIn tab, and follow or friend us in what I call Cyber Church. We'd love for you to be a part of our Cyber Church, extended Cyber Church family. But ultimately, we want to see your face in this place this coming Sunday at the 11 a.m. service. You have joined us tonight and our Wednesday Zoom Bible study. It's meant to be a time from 6 p.m. Central Standard Time to 6.40 p.m. However, we allow the Holy Spirit to work and move as he would. But over my shoulder for the first timers, we usually would have an opening prayer, announcements, a reading of the word, the introduction video, the Bible study, and the invitation, and then the benediction. So let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Father, we come tonight as always wanting to, first of all, I ask you to forgive us of our sins, wash us and cleanse us that we might be in right relationship with you, that we might be in right fellowship with you, that we may tonight hear a word from the Lord. Father, we commit our hearts, minds, and souls unto you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord. Amen. And praise the Lord. A few announcements. Uh, Bethlehem, as always, we want to remind you that this coming Friday from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., we will be fasting and praying as a church. I hope and pray that you don't take our time in fasting and prayer for granted. Um, I hope and pray um, that you have not lost uh, the fervor and the vigor of what uh, a prayer and fasting does to your personal and with your personal relationship with God, as well as uh, what it does for those that we are interceding on behalf. And again, on Thursdays, I'll send out in the pastor's text our prayer list, but ultimately, we want you to be praying all week long for those who are on the prayer list. And then Friday, we will fast and pray and seek God's face. If somebody needs your prayers in Jesus' name. Uh, so uh, Bethlehem and saints of God, we want to invite you to join us as we fast and as we pray. Jesus said, this kind comes out, but by prayer and fasting. Let me say that again. Jesus said, this kind uh, comes out, but by prayer 
and fasting. We had the opportunity to talk about uh, demonic forces this last Sunday and the way you defeat him is through the power of prayer and the God that you depend on. Another announcement, uh, this coming Sunday, Bethlehem and Chickasaw District, we're gonna be having our annual uh, day of fellowship, the day of fellowship at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. And uh, we're looking uh, to have a time from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m., a time of breaking bread or fellowship. And the service itself will start at 3.30. And we looked uh, for you to join us. Uh, the presenters will be Reverend Ricky McNeil, He's going to give some expressions of fellowship and uh, Reverend James Harris, Bishop Harris, he's going to bring a word on fellowship. So uh, Bethlehem and uh, the Chickasaw District and those who just like to be a part of the fellowship or the body of Christ, we want you to come and join us this coming Sunday from 1 to 3 p.m. as we break bread. And also the service starts at 3.30. So Bethlehem, we want to use that gift of hospitality that we have. Uh, they're going to provide the food and other people are going to bring side dishes. And we're going to fellowship in the bread and the word of God. Amen. And praise the Lord. Bethlehem tonight. We're starting a new series, uh, a new series entitled uh, Gratitude with an Attitude. Gratitude with an Attitude. And, to, and this whole month long, uh, we're going to be standing on 1 Chronicles 21, verse 24, where David says that I will not take for the Lord what is yours or sacrifice an offering that costs me nothing. David had gratitude with an attitude. He didn't believe that he could worship God without it costing him something. And this month we're gonna be focusing on the sacrifice of thanksgiving that costs, the sacrifice of thanksgiving that costs. As we talk about gratitude with an attitude. And uh, throughout this series, let me give you the overview of this series. I sent it out yesterday in the pastor's text. Today, we're going to talk about gratitude with an attitude for he is commendable. Gratitude with an attitude with a cost. This coming Sunday, gratitude with an attitude for consecration. Gratitude with an attitude in community. Gratitude with an attitude continually, gratitude with an attitude in all circumstances, and that will be the message before Thanksgiving. And then we're going to come back as we have that time of fellowship with our families. We're going to come back next Sunday, talk about gratitude with an attitude consuming. And then lastly, we're going to talk about gratitude with an attitude in creation. So this month, we're going to teach you how to have gratitude with an attitude. Today, again, we're going to share a word entitled Gratitude with an Attitude, for he is 
commendable. We're going to be looking at Psalms 107. I'll read that in your hearing. And it reads as following. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Some verses say, say so. Those whom he redeemed from the hand of the foe. I read to you Psalms 107, verses 1 through 2. May God only bless the doers of his holy and magnificent word. Again, today we're going to talk about gratitude with an attitude for he is commendable. Gratitude with an attitude for he is commendable. We're going to talk about the exhortation uh, for gratitude, exceptional for gratitude, and enduring for gratitude or endurance for gratitude. We want Christians to know today that Christians should be thankful to God for his loving or enduring love. Christians should be thankful to God for his enduring love. We're going to look at this brief video and then we'll get into the word. jump into another Devo today together. Uh, this is going to be out of, uh, as you know, we're traveling through the Psalms, and so this is Psalm 107, and uh, this is the first three verses. There's a, a, a refrain in the first verse that says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. So this is a continued uh, statement basically oh that men would give thanks to the lord for his goodness and for the works to the children of men so that kind of is what gets repeated that common refrain um and that i guess the idea is it's so important for us to acknowledge god's goodness and so this is the prayer the hope of the psalmist in this oh 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 give thanks to the lord for he is good for his mercy endures forever and then the second verse says let the redeemed of the lord say so whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. So this is a complete gathering of the peoples of the earth. And so for, I think for us, um, kind of a simple, you know, but clear application today would be for us to remember that it's so important for us to give thanks to God, to acknowledge him, because he is good and to acknowledge his goodness, knowing that he is very merciful toward us. And then also that this is the role of the redeemed. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. This is the place of the body of Christ. This is what we are to do as Christians. It's, it's kind of a, a good practice, if you're willing, to put into your life. Amen and praise the Lord. Amen and praise the Lord uh, here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. We like to break out the maps. And um, today it's a different kind of map. It's a map of the book of songs, which tells us and shows us how it is 
set up. It's a five-part book, as you can see on the screen. Book one to Psalms 41 is the first book that we break it into. Psalms, uh, the second book is Psalms uh, 30, uh, 42 through 72. The third book is 73 through 89. The fourth book is Psalm uh, 90 to 106. And the fifth book is 107 through 150. And these are one words of, of what these Psalms are about. Uh, the first book is about humanity. The second book is about deliverance. The third book is about the sanctuary. Uh, the fourth book is about the reign of God. And the fifth book is about the word of God. And interestingly enough, uh, we lay over it ah, the different books of the Pentateuch, which is five books, first five books of the Bible, Genesis for the first book, Exodus for the second book, Leviticus for the third book, Numbers for the fourth book, and Deuteronomy for the fifth book. The content uh, is personal. It seems from, from book one to 41, 42 to 72, seems to be devotional, liturgical, and historical is the third book. Uh, the fourth book seems to be general, and the fifth book seems to be prophetic and natural. And this information was taken from Insight for Living uh, with. Uh, Pastor Chuck Swindoll. And this is the book on the maps. You can study it a little more. Uh, this is the book, uh, this is the map on the book of Psalm. Point number one, exhortation for gratitude. The psalmist says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Exhortation. The psalmist says, give thanks to the Lord. And the unique thing about this is the thanks part. It's not praise. He didn't say give praise to the Lord. He said give thanks to the Lord. And in order to give thanks to the Lord, you have to know what God has done for you. And many times as I've preached on a series of thanksgiving or gratitude, I'm always reminded of what the old folk used to do, which they used to tell us to count our blessings one by one, to count our blessings, to see what God has done. This month is always a good time uh, to recalibrate our thankfulness. It's always a good time. Some people or families do on Thanksgiving. Uh, some families will go around the table and share with the rest of the family one thing that you are thankful to God for. Uh, the psalmist is around uh, our celestial 
church body today and he's challenging us to give thanks to the Lord. And as you look back upon this last year, or you may have looked back on this last month, maybe this last week, uh, what are the things that you're thankful for? Many times we overlook uh, our natural blessings, which is that God woke us up this morning. I don't know that we really know really what that means anymore. And God woke us up. God enabled us to take a breath and you have to be asthmatic or you, you have to uh, possibly have sleep apnea. Know how important it is uh, to be able to take a breath. And those who have sleep apnea, it is a miracle that you're still living today, that you're still breathing because uh, in the middle of the night, you stop breathing and you should be dead. But God forces the breath in the midst of your sleep to where you should be able to say, thank you, God, for the breath that I have. Thank you, God, for the house that I live in. Just looking at, looking at a reality show and that was located in Los Angeles, California. A young man had a an apartment, but he didn't have a bathroom in his apartment, and he had to walk out in the courtyard to uh, use the restroom. Some of you are old enough to know about the outhouse. You know, I didn't like going to grandmama's house in Crowville in my younger years because uh, there was not a bathroom in the house. We had to go to the outhouse or the cornfield. You say, Reverend, that may be too much information. I'm just letting you know that you can simply be thankful for a restroom in your own home. In many third world countries, that's how people are living today. We have so much to be thankful for. In Paul's Valley, there are no buses, there's no trains. In order to get around, you have to have a car or you have to have a bike. So a car and a bike is a blessing here in Paul's Valley, let alone the big cities of Los Angeles or Boston or New York or, uh, or Houston, and Dallas. And it could be a blessing. For some of you, the blessing is the train because some places you can't get around that well with the car. So it's a blessing of the train. There's so many things that we can and should uh, be thankful for. Uh, we just had rain all last week and many people begrudged the rain, but we were in a drought this last summer, which was the hottest summer on record. We should be thankful for the rain because we're not, it appears, we're not in a drought anymore. The psalmist says and exalts us 
Ah, the uh, the uh, exhortation for gratitude. Give thanks to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. Bethlehem, can we give thanks unto the Lord? There are some churches that have closed their doors as a result of COVID. There are some churches, even as I heard uh, Pastor Bernice Burrell at the state convention say, some of us were having problems with our church before COVID, but uh, many of some of our churches are still alive today. In Bethlehem, you are one of those churches, 116 year anniversary we celebrated last. We need to be thankful to the Lord. We need to be thankful to the Lord. There's so much that we can be thankful for. Psalms 136, Verses one through four says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, that exhortation, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And he says again, Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods, for his mercy endures forever. Notice as we talk about interpretate, uh, interpreting the Bible, observation is the first Notice he said, give thanks to the God, capital G, God of gods. Hello, somebody, which seemed to signify that he is the only God. For the small g gods of faith. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords. Notice, make your observation, Bethlehem. Before you get your interpretation, there's a capital L right there. Lord of lords, as it signifies, there are small lords and there are small gods, but our God is God of God and the Lord of lords for his mercy endureth forever. To him who alone doeth great wonders for his mercy endureth forever. We were just talking about the plain things that God does. This psalmist says he does great wonders. And some of you right now are living a life of great wonders. You were uh, diagnosed with cancer, but you're still alive and still living and still glorifying God. And this is a great wonder in Jesus' name. You're still singing your song. You're still praising God. For you know the God, the capital G, and the Lord is worthy because he's done great wonders this past year. Many have gone on to be with the Lord or gone on to be in Hades, but you're still here because of his great wonders. In Jesus' name, he exalts us, Bethlehem. Oh, to have gratitude with an attitude. Give thanks. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever. We had the uh, uh, exhortation for gratitude. Then we say it's exceptional for gratitude. He says, uh, for he is good. And most people wouldn't say that good is exceptional. And usually good is not acceptable, uh, ex exceptional, except when it comes to God. Hello, somebody. In high school, if, you, if good is a B, 
okay? But good with God is exceptional. Hello, somebody. That's why the old folk used to say, God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. There's really no word, whether it's exceptional or good, that can describe the nature of who God is. But sometimes it seems that you, you can relate to a plainer word, a good, hello, somebody. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. This is where they could have gotten that verse from. It says, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. That's what I mean. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. He is exceptional. And the psalmist challenges us. Oh, to exhort the Lord. The psalmist challenges us to let us know that he is exceptional. He is good. Hello, somebody. He is good. Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 3 says, When all the Israelites saw the fire coming down and the glory of the Lord above the temple, they bowed down on the pavement with their face to the ground. And what did they do? They worshiped and gave thanks to the Lord. Why did they do that? For he is good. His loving devotion endures forever. Hello, God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good once again. In 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 3, they worshiped and they gave thanks. See, many times we worship on Sunday. Um, and this is why we take the time in, 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 in November is to... Uh, recalibrate our thankfulness because it's hard. I think I wrote that in, in the text yesterday. It's really hard to worship God with not being able to thank him for what he's done. Thankfulness is a part of worship. Thankfulness. And by the way, when you're thankful for God, uh, to God, you be thankful for God's people. When's the last time you told somebody, thank you? Uh, hopefully I practice this enough, Bethlehem, when I, when I say thank you, I, I thank you, and I can say this now because I didn't want to say it to actually to act like I wanted to generate more money in Pastor's Appreciation Month. There's some folk who gave the pastor gifts. Now, I, I didn't want to say it in October because other folk may be motivated to do it because somebody else did it as opposed to truly being thankful and knowing what the month is and meant. So I'm not, not trying to garner any more uh, benefits from the month, but there's some folk that showed their appreciation and just said, thank you. In October, which was uh, Clergy Appreciation Month, they said, thank you. And you know what? It was a blessing. And I and I thank you. Thank you for your gifts. And I thank you uh, for your service. I try to say that every Sunday uh, for your service. Thank you this last Sunday for your service in the 11 o'clock. Thank you this last Sunday for the service in the three o'clock. It was cold and rainy. Usually that will shut down the church. But there's some folk that had worshiped God 
in the 11 and in the three o'clock service. And I just want to say thank you. And I just want to say thank you, God, for the opportunity to serve in both the 11 and the three o'clock service. They worship and gave thanks to him. David says, it, it, it's got to cost me something to worship. And, and, and David was thankful by giving an offering. That's why it's always hard. I, 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 I feel uh, new to come um, to church on a Sunday and not allow it to cost me something to be there. Hello, somebody. Um, one thing I noticed in the Christian realm, many times on Sunday when it rains, it stops a whole lot of people from coming to church. Uh, I always was somewhat fascinated uh, why Christians were afraid uh, to get wet. Uh, I wondered if they melted or something. I wondered, well, maybe it was just uh, you can sleep easier on or when it rains. But I wondered about that. But I noticed that whenever we planned a, a banquet and people would pay 50, 75, or $150 for the banquet, I noticed that those folks show up rain, sleet, or snow when they pay their money to be there. In other words, they was invested to be there. And that's what uh, them folk who came last Sunday, they, they, they were invested to be there. Even though it was rainy, even though it was cold, um, they were invested to be there. And many times I, I, I have to come, I have to bring an offering because I cannot allow worship service to pass me by without it costing me something. Hello, somebody. And these folk worship and gave thanks to the Lord because he is good. His loving devotion endures forever. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. He is commendable. Hello, somebody. He's good. He is exceptional. He's good. As a matter of fact, any word that we try to describe who and how God is, it breaks down because he is even above the English or Greek or Hebrew languages that we have to try to use to, to, to define who God is. Uh, but the psalmist just simply said, he's good in Chronicles uh, chapter 7. And three, it just simply says, he is good. His loving devotion endures forever. Talking about today in our Winston Zoom Bible study, gratitude with an attitude for he is commendable. And we're going to look at this last point that Hamley said, keep us too long. Endures with gratitude. It says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. His love endures forever. It's funny how this message fits with last Sunday's message. I'm going to give a pop quiz to ask you uh, what was last Sunday's message about I wish I could hear you if you could answer that question. Uh, last Sunday's message was about 
nothing. That's what we uh, said. God's, because we'll be looking at that text where it says, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Romans uh, chapter 8. Hello, somebody, starting with 31, going down to 36. The sermon was about nothing because nothing could separate you from the love of God. And that was in Romans here in Psalms 107. It says almost the exact same thing. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endureth forever. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Not what you did last night that was unholy and ungodly, but you confessed. Uh, not what you did last month. Not what you did last year. You see, when Jesus died for you, he paid it all. And that's what makes him so good. And that's what makes his love is so enduring forever. You may have been backslidden, may not have been in church for a while. You may not have been back the church since COVID. You may have been afraid to come back. And, 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 and God is reaching out to you right now, saying that my love endureth forever. It was not your church membership that saved you. It was Jesus Christ. And you don't come to church because you're a member. You come to church because you love God, because God first loved you. And he wants to love you back. And to the sanctuary here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church, he wants to love you back into fellowship because his love endureth Forever, there have been many I've been waiting on to come back. Hello, somebody. If you notice, I, I never shut, I never opened the front door, never shut the back door. Hello, somebody. Always waiting. Uh, like that uh, man who waited for his prodigal son because God loves endures forever. And sometimes we may fall. Sometimes we may fall away. But God loves endures forever and he's beckoning you right now and saying that I, I love you with an enduring love i love you with an everlasting love and there's nothing that can separate you from the love of god and really from the love of god's people you see god's real people now folk who ain't saved in the church they might not ever forgive you for not coming uh, might not ever forgive you for what you did the true Christian folk in the household of the Lord, God through us allows his love to flow enduringly towards you because his love endures forever and endures forever. Man, isn't that awesome? If we could apply that love in marriages, uh, there's nothing that would stop our marriages if we had God's love. And guess what? We're supposed to have God's love in marriage. For the Bible says love covers a multitude of sin. Hello, somebody. And that's why we can't hold grudges against our wives, against our mates, because God's love endures forever, especially for the man who's supposed to be that symbolic love of enduring love that lasts forever in Jesus' name. That's some folks who have done me wrong in the ministry. 
And, and I just refuse to not love them enduringly. And these same folk that have done me wrong has come back and have turned and have come back. And guess what? They find the love of God through me because God's love endures forever. And I say it's the love of God through me because um, if you really knew me, um, I, 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 I have one of those kind of personalities don't for, that never forgets anything, that anybody did anything wrong against me yesterday or 20 years ago. But I thank God that he's given me that more powerful love where I may not forget, hello, somebody, but what you did won't stop God's love from flowing through me. So you can come back anytime. Hello, somebody. God's love endures forever through his people because he is love. Don't you know God is love? Hello, somebody. This last text, and then we'll end for tonight. First Chronicles 16 and 34 says, Give thanks to the Lord once again. For he is good at all the celestial words that we try to teach, omniscient, omnipresent, all these fancy words that we try to describe who God is, exceptional, commendable, fancy words. Uh, the Bible seems to be able just to break it down for he is good. God is good. That's what the old folk used to say. Uh, all the time and all the time, God is good. His loving devotion endures forever. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. And as we've been learning on uh, Sunday, it's not saying that God is going to take you out of your trials, out of your tribulation, out of what is turmoil to you. But it, it is saying that, as I partially sung this last Sunday, that through it all, that God's love will endure forever through the suffering, through the persecution, through the trials, through the tribulation. God's loving devotion endures forever, endures forever. That's what old brother Job in Sunday school was about. He didn't say that God would deliver us from the trials, but he delivered Job through the trials and his loving devotion caught him on the other end of the trial and blessed him to have double for his trouble, blessed him so much that he forgot about what he had been through. Hello, somebody. God's loving devotion endures forever. And this is seen tonight to be the greatest reason why we can give thanks. Bethlehem and thanks to God. This is the month that we will not take God for granted. This is the month where we will calculate the goodness of God in our lives. And we're going to see this month how good God is. Give thanks to the Lord. Have gratitude with an attitude. Usually we say have attitude, have the attitude of gratitude, but have gratitude with an attitude. Hello, somebody. 
Let the redeemed, the Bible says in this text, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Have gratitude with an attitude. Hello, somebody. In Jesus' name. In conclusion, we want Christians to know, Christians, that they should be thankful to God for his enduring love. Christians should be thankful to God for his enduring love. Tonight, there's a decision that you have to make, you should make tonight. You know, I it just burdens my heart. You would think there's other Bible verses that you can share when you share the gospel, but Psalms uh, or John 3.16, it just, it's all over my heart. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. The only way you can have gratitude with an attitude for he's commendable is you've got to come to him through his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. And if you today can pray this simple prayer, and you can possibly know a God who is commendable or a God who's good. By simply praying this prayer, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today and I, I want to give my heart, my life, my soul, all that I am to you right now. I do believe that Jesus is God's only son and only way to God. And I believe that he died for my sins, was buried and raised again on the third day so that today, I may be saved. I give my life away to you that today I may be saved. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time and you're anywhere near Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, I want to welcome you to the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. We're located at 311 North Dunbar. Again, we're located at 311 North Dunbar. And I want to see your face in the place this coming Sunday. If you're anywhere else and you pray that prayer, I'm praying that God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that he's just placed in your heart, mind, and soul, he will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you may be able to grow up in the things of God. I was made aware um, that I seem to be more concerned about getting people saved than some of the other decisions that we may be able to make today or on any given Sunday. My overriding passion is that you accept Jesus Christ. There are other decisions that you can make tonight. You, the decision to be Baptize. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, want to be baptized, and want you to let me know this coming Sunday uh, to become a member uh, of our church is another decision that you can make. Um, and you can uh, let me know either uh, through uh, the phone or this coming Sunday that you want to become a member. 
You can ask for prayer. You can send a text and let me know to put you or anybody on your family on the prayer list. You can rededicate your life to Jesus Christ. It's another decision that you can make. And also you can accept the call to preach. Once again, if you have any of those decisions, let me know. In Jesus' name. I want to thank you, Bethlehem and Saints of God, for joining us on this Wednesday Zoom Bible study time. Uh, once again, we're so glad that you've uh, joined us. And if you prayed that prayer, uh, once again, I want to let you know I want to see you in this place, the Bethlehem Baptist Church. Once again, here in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. Enough for you to be a member of our church. We really would. Although in order to become a member, first you have to accept Christ. That is really the only way you can join the church. Uh, so I want to thank you, Bethlehem, for joining me tonight. And Saints of God, and as always, we want to challenge you to stay connected. We live in a disjointed world. World moves so fastly and so quickly. It's already November, Bethlehem, and it seems like we just started January. But what I want to challenge you in our fast-paced world is to stay connected. Stay connected to God's person through prayer. Stay connected to God's precepts through study. That's why we come to studies like these in Sunday school. And also to stay connected to God's people. God says never to forsake the assembly together of believers. And we want to see you this coming Sunday. Let me go ahead and give you the benediction. Father God, we thank you, we praise you, we glorify your holy name. You are truly worthy to be praised. Right now, Lord, we ask you that you put your hedge of protection around us. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again. And the people of God said, amen. And praise the Lord, Bethlehem and saints of God, you are dismissed.